Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. The sun, the trees, the leaves, the ground, the sound it makes when love sings songs of love to them. That was the mellifluous and uplifting Gregory Porter with Windsong. Fantastic way to start the program here on Jazz FM. It's Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Thank you very much for joining me. Jazz Shapers is the place where you can hear the very best of the people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul, alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. My business shaper today is Ode Abosh, and he is the founder and CEO of a business called Better All Round, and they are a household consumer goods business, and they've just launched relatively recently an amazingly innovative product called Aura, O-R-A. You'll be hearing lots about that and lots about Ode and his business. In addition to hearing from Ode, you'll also be hearing from our program partners at Mishkondorea, some words of advice for your business, and as well as all of that, if you can take it, some brilliant music from the shapers of jazz, blues and soul including Art Blakey, Madeline Peru and this from the one and only Dave Brubeck. Rhythmic and wonderful, that's Unsquared Dance from Dave Brubeck. It's Jazz Shapers, and as I said earlier, my business shaper today is Ode Abosh. He is the CEO and founder of a company called Better All Round. You may not have heard of them, but you might have heard of, of a lovely little product called Aura. Not so little, actually, because it's in 500, I'm told, Tesco stores around the country. And probably by the time you hear this, Maybe even more, maybe over a thousand. Ode, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Before I go into your dim and distant past, just give me a top line on what Aura is and what Better All Round is. Better All Round is a company that my wife and I have launched. We launched that in 2012. And the whole thrust behind Better All Round is to conceive of and bring new consumer products to market that are very much focused on innovation and bringing new products that will add some more excitement to everyday household items for our consumers. And Aura is our first product that we've launched, which is a kitchen towel. It looks very different from any other product on the market, performs very differently, and so far we've been delighted with the reception we've had from consumers. And I urge you to go and look at this online. It's Aura, O-R-A. It looks like a rocket. Basically, it's like cones, lots and lots of cones, um, all in one beautiful package. Now, it's quite difficult to do interesting things in the household, and we all have to do uh, everyday tasks. And I actually interviewed um, one of the Joseph brothers, the Joseph and Joseph guys, and they have gone and done that. Richard was talking about how innovation was critical, how the aesthetics were critical, how the technology is critical took them years to devise interesting things here we are two years after you launched and you have something which is genuinely innovative it's a kitchen towel that doesn't look like a kitchen towel apparently it saves on paper because you're using less of it it's more economical because therefore there's less uh, people you know lorries and stuff i imagine all those things yeah what 
made you decide to go into this world of creating interesting stuff for the house? You don't just wake up one day and go, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to fix things around the house, unless it's DIY, of course. What made you do it? Uh, yeah, you're right. You don't wake up one day, and you certainly don't wake up one day thinking I'm going to innovate and d- design a new kitchen towel. That's absolutely right. I think unless that, you're a strange kind of fellow. Well, I'm sure and you I'm never sure know. Yes, Someone maybe has woke up. <laughs> but you're obviously you had a bigger vision than that. Yeah. So my my uh, my background actually is uh, in engineering. So I did mechanical engineering many 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 years ago, and then moved into the corporate world. Actually worked as a management consultant for a long time. And I guess part of me has always been somebody who's interested in design, interested in products, and interested, I guess, fundamentally in how things work. And a long time ago, I had the observation that if you use a paper towel, not necessarily a kitchen towel, but just a regular paper towel, and you dry your hands with a paper towel, you notice that an awful lot of the paper, specifically the corners, are unused, and all of the moisture is trapped in the center of the paper. And that just got me thinking as to why that was the case. And I then worked with some fantastic designers at a company called Acumen here in London. And we actually played around with the idea of what could you do with circular sheets of paper, because that'll be one of the first things you notice about our aura product. They are circular sheets of paper. They are dispensed in discrete fashion. So they're not on a web. They're not on a roll. And then after we played around with that idea, we then worked with a company called PA Consulting, another British engineering company. And we started experimenting with the equipment to make the product. But essentially what you're describing, um, and we'll talk lots more about this, is the desire to fix something and the engineering brain that said, you know what, we can do better than this. That sounds about right? Sounds about right. (laughs) Sounds about right. He'll tell me why it's not quite right very shortly. It's time for some music, though, before we come back to Ode Abosh, my business shaper today. And this is Downtown from Rebecca Buchan. The brassy sound of downtown and Rebecca Bucken. Ode Obosh is my business shaper. We've been talking about innovation, I suppose, and and why an engineer gets a bit irritated that something isn't working. You mentioned, um, as you were talking before, about your background, Ode, and um, if you weren't listening, Ode is the the founder, as I said, and CEO of Better All Round, and they make stuff for the house, specifically this amazing thing which I'm holding, which I can't wait to get home and try. It's called Aura, O-R-A, and it's the all-round kitchen towel, it says here, literally on the package, which is very easy, therefore, for me to read. The thing you were talking about, though, before your background, you, um, as you said, were a management consultant you're an engineer 20 years or so in that kind of world must enable you to get quite well versed in how to analyze problems corporations work very differently to 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 small businesses they do what were the big things though that you really think you learned that enabled you to then effectively and and successfully set up your first business which is where we are now I think the first thing that I would highlight is that they are genuinely massively different. There's no doubt about it, okay? And it's not to say one is good or one is bad, they're just different, okay? I think, actually, I have a huge respect for large organizations, having consulted for many of them and having worked in a very large one. You get to appreciate the complexity and so on. I think on the downside is that they typically lose agility and they lose the ability to innovate. And that's driven predominantly because of the scale of the business and 
normally when you innovate, you start with something new. It, by definition, starts small. And when you're in a large corporation, it's difficult to ensure the support and sponsorship for something that is relatively small and takes time to build because it doesn't move the dial, doesn't move the needle on the big mothership. But you, quite- you don't look like you're um, an agitated kind of fellow, though. I mean, you look pretty calm. So I imagine that didn't bother you as such. You, weren't, you haven't left the corporate world because you were angry and irritated. Not it, at all. So, so what made you make that leap from what sounds like a pretty cerebral, analytical and very pleasing place to work, sure. which is, you know, if you can go and solve big problems with complex situations and so on. What made you go, I want to work for myself. It's different now. I, something, did something, you woke up and felt differently? I mean, what was it? I don't think there was necessarily a particular day when I woke up, but I, I think the reality is I felt for a long time that at some stage I'll do my own thing. And in 2012, my wife and I adopted our first child, which was a terrific experience. And I took a six-month sabbatical from Accenture at the time. And during those six months, as you might imagine, I entered this completely new life. And uh, we've actually adopted our second son since then, so it's got even better. You need even and more kitchen towels. Even, even, more, even more requirement for kitchen towels. <laughs> and many other right. forms of nappies and <laughs> yes. so on and so forth. Well, that's exactly the next space in the baby baby arena. But anyway, we'll get to that in, in the future. So I had six months really to just consider actually what I wanted to do next. Okay, And that was after about 25 years of management consultancy. So it just felt like the perfect time. So at that point, my wife and I decided if we're going to make the big change, now is the time to do it. We had the idea. I had the idea a long time ago, but never really had the time to pursue it because that is one thing that... As is interesting to hear what you said about the Joseph Joseph uh, guys, it does take a lot of time. So some, sometimes it takes longer than you'd like. And uh, in my case, 2012 was the year to basically make the change. And then we very quickly formed a company and assembled a team. And you ask about what do you learn from the big organizations? It's all about the team. It's all about the people, whether that's the people that I could ask for help in terms of structuring a board of directors, the people I could approach to raise finance, and then ultimately, obviously, the team that we're building ourselves. We've done everything in the UK with uh, British groups, and uh, it's been great. What I love about that last point and what you just described is an excellent exposition, if you like, of the movement from the corporate world to, to the more entrepreneurial world. But you're really interested in British design and, I and, and just thinking about the Dyson business and, and actually the Joseph Joseph business. The design quality in this country is, is fantastic. Yeah, second to none. Second to none. And I think that's a, a really important thing that you are you're investing in it, but not, not through any altruistic thing, but purely because it's the best. A good message to hear for everybody. Stay with us here on uh, Jazz FM. This is Jazz Shapers, and it's the latest travel is going to come up in a couple of minutes. But before that, some words of wisdom for your business from our programme partners at Mishkon Dereya. I'm Sonal Gandhi. I'm a partner in the real estate group at Mishkon Dereya. I act for the private individual and their companies in buying and selling high-end residential properties in central London, as well as acting for private banks in their secured lending work um, on residential properties. The most important thing to know about working on complicated transactions is to effectively appoint a pivotal person that's going to act as the project manager of that transaction. Invariably, there's going to be a number of parties involved. It goes without saying that with so many people involved in a transaction, things can start going astray. So it's essential to have a go-to person. It's very much like that person is the conductor of an orchestra. All of the players are musicians in that orchestra. They each have a piece of music to read. Without that conductor, they're not going to play in tune, in harmony, to get 
the end result. Therefore, my advice is to have that person who can control, who can communicate and ensure that all parties are cooperating together. Too many cooks, disaster. They all start going off on their own agenda without having that person to essentially manage the process and effectively deliver that goal for that client. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, every Saturday morning, 9am sharp here on Jazz FM. You get to hear me interviewing a really interesting and uh, unusual, sometimes, person from the world of business, someone who's shaping the world of business and has set up their own and is doing interesting and wonderful things. My business shaper today is Ode Abosh, and he is the founder and CEO of a company called Better All Round, which has launched a product called Aura, which is remarkably in a rather big uh, retailer called Tesco. And you were talking, Ode, before about all the different things you had to do to assemble your team at the beginning. And sure. you talked about British design. We talked about um, all the different things you had to pull together from the technology side. And I imagine there's the big thing that comes up is one big thing is funding. And I want mm-hmm. to talk to you about that. And then I want to talk about the actual distribution piece. On the funding side, I hear that you essentially went to friends and family and raised the money yourself. Is that correct? That is correct, yeah. And if so, why did you do that? And you're not the first person to have done that. Of the many people I've been privileged enough to interview, the banks didn't want to lend you the money. What happened? There wasn't private equity. What what was going on for you at the time? Slightly different, actually, Elliot. We, we, we decided from the get-go that we were going to do this to start with, with friends and family, that would get us so far, and then we would need to go out and raise further funding. I think when you're talking about launching a startup business, going to banks and private equity and VCs and so on, for me at any rate, that's not really the right approach. Okay. And how much were we talking about raising at that time when we, you first start, just started your business? We, we, we raised quite a few million. Okay. Good. So you went to the right friends, it sounds like. Well, very good. You we're, made, we're made some we're, good moves. <laughs> we're, we're, we're very lucky that uh, we, had brought some, them with. we had some great friends. <laughs> and, and perhaps more importantly, those friends had even better friends. Yeah. Okay, so it's just a case of people just trying to help. It's been terrific. And that money at the first, at the first hurdle, I imagine, went into product design, went into manufacturing, went into what else? Predom- predominantly, actually manufacturing and machine design because the product is as hopefully people will see and and test it at home they'll see it's very different and as a result of that actually it needed unique custom engineering in terms of the machines to make it now your background as an engineer are you a mechanical engineer mechanical, yeah. right so relatively useful i would say that you're a mechanical engineer you're able to talk with other engineers in obviously different disciplines to, to some degree to some degree <laughs> yeah. of course you don't want to get to know too much yeah. about a specific you know nature of a, of, of a, manu- a piece of manu- yeah. manufacturing equipment but that that background, joking aside, is critical, I imagine, when you're going to start creating products and stuff. Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely very helpful. It's definitely very helpful. But I'll come back to what I said earlier about actually making sure you surround yourself with the right team, okay, and making sure you've got the right skills on the team. And actually, that is definitely, for me, number one. Now, the funding happens. You get yeah. your first batch off. You, 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 I imagine, though, you have to secure distribution before you can put anything in the machine. Or do, yeah, is, is that- Absolutely. How did you manage to land Tesco? Because Tesco is one of the most, uh, the, one of the largest retailers, you know, one in every 10p is, uh, on, is spent in the supermarket, in their supermarkets. What did you do to nail that contract? Because that's one of the key things people talk about. I just couldn't get the distribution working. It's, it's interesting to hear that because actually my own experience with Tesco has been great. They've been massively supportive. I approached somebody in Tesco back in 2012. He very quickly put me in touch with the right category uh, director for the household section 
I met the guy within maybe four or five weeks, okay? We had a fantastic meeting. We very quickly agreed this was something that actually fit what Tesco were looking for. They're very big into seeking innovation. And actually, one thing I've learned is that there probably aren't that many suppliers that truly go to Tesco and talk about innovation. And I think that's been a real bonus for us. So actually, despite what people talk about the big supermarkets in general, I feel very lucky where we are with them. Sounds like the key was innovation. Lots more coming up from my business shaper, Ode Abosh. It's time for some more music. This is from Art Blakey, and it is the quintessential track called Moaning. That was Moaning from Art Blakey. I've been talking to Ode Abosh, he's my business shaper today, and we've been talking about innovation and distribution. Um, the, the product itself, and I'll just talk about that for a little bit, it looks very nice, and you talked about your team, yeah. and you talked about the packaging and things. Um, the story you, that we've, that's been painted so far sounds pretty positive. I imagine two years in, if I really dug a little bit, and we're going to right now, I imagine there's some pretty dark patches where it was difficult. What kinds of things have you had to overcome to ensure that you're still looking like the calm, happy man that you are? It's definitely tough. I think anybody who has started a business from scratch would would recognize that in a heartbeat. I think in our particular case, the, the, the hardest thing has just been getting the engineering right. Because actually what we've built is complex and it's never been done before. Now, there are lots of good things about that, but actually, when you talk about where have the challenges been, I'd say predominantly in the engineering space. Actually, getting the distribution with Tesco, as I described earlier, we've got a terrific relationship. It's a real partnership. So actually, I couldn't be more happy with that aspect. The marketing, obviously, if we had a lot more money, we'd do more traditional, above-the-line type advertising and so on, which we can't afford to do, but that's fine. You can do some pretty creative stuff on uh, on digital and social media today that you couldn't do five ten years ago so. what you don't sound is frenetic and that sometimes the people i talk to are super high energy there's a hundred things going on there the world is falling apart they wake up and the next morning they think it's, it's all gonna be okay again and off they go has your team remained the team have do you think you chose well with your people because or have there been people problems i mean i i feel like the therapist is, is basically working out that the, the guy on the couch doesn't have an issue i mean really have there been have is, has it almost been no, no, sure of course of apart course. from the product design but that's yeah. almost a left brain thing the right brain stuff has there been stuff where you've gone whoa being a leader of a business is very different to telling clients what's wrong with theirs well i think i think that they are different to some degree but even within accenture my previous place obviously i had responsibility for a bunch of people and so on so in many ways actually those skill sets are transferable i think that the truth is leadership actually doesn't really matter which business you're in to a very large degree a lot of the skill sets are exactly the same okay and uh, in terms of the team yes sure we've made you know we, we've had some people that we've had to cycle out and so on that's just normal stuff okay but we've got a we've got a great team i now know you're a management consultant because you just said cycle out i love it is that is that a bad word no no, no it's no good it's just good <laughs> it's just I, now now his background's coming through but i think a bit beyond obviously those uh, joking aside on yeah. the on the on the, the language you must have there must be people that you look at as you've worked through your your long career before you became an entrepreneur and you go they really helped me think differently completely and who would they be 
And what did they say to you? Are there, are there things that stick, or is it is it much more? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not going to name names and embarrass people, but you absolutely do. I think that's a good good point in the sense that I try very hard in whatever I do to look at other people and try and learn a little bit. Even it doesn't matter how small it is, but try and see something that you can take away from every conversation, every person you meet. Okay, whether those are my clients, whether they're my partners in my previous life, or people that you know on the team, doesn't matter. Okay, I think you can always learn something from people. And at the end of the day, it's it's about you know we've 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 got a great marketing director. She starts next week. We appointed a fantastic operations manager two months ago. We've got a great team all round. Okay, we we had a fantastic team effort leading up to a big milestone earlier on in November, where we took the number of stores that we're currently in at Tesco from a little over 500 to over 1250 stores nationwide. So it's been an awful lot of concerted effort. Some long long days, long evenings, but it's been great teamwork. It's a good story and it's only going to get better, hopefully. We'll have a final chat with um, Ode today. Plus, we're going to play a track from Madeleine Peru. That's coming up after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. San Francisco and Ashtabula You're going to have to leave me now, I know I'll see you in the skies above tall grass and the ones I love. You're gonna make me lonesome when you go. That was Madeline Peru covering Bob Dylan. I'm sure you knew that. You're gonna make me lonesome when you go. What a beautiful voice she has too. Just for a, a few more minutes, Ode Abosh is my business shaper. And if you've been listening earlier, you'll know that he is the founder and CEO of Better All Round. And they've got this rather natty product called Aura, O-R-A. And it looks like a cone, a sort of robot cone uh, that's about to fly up into the sky. It's, it's pretty cool. And it's uh, it's an all-round kitchen town. We've been talking all about all sorts of things, very, very positive from funding to distribution and so on. You mentioned earlier that you've adopted two children over the last few years. And, and as I said, um, I don't say this, but everybody being like a really happy guy do you think that the home life choices you made in 2012 the sabbatical you took gave you the headspace and the emotional happiness to actually be a really great springboard for your business life do you think that made a big difference yeah i think i think there's no no question about that i think i also probably naively naively thought i'd trade in the big corporate job for starting my own business and get a slightly better life balance in that regard i'm not sure necessarily that specifically worked out but i do i do i do feel very lucky that i you know I'm at home way more often now than I ever was before, spending a damn sight more time with the boys than I would have done otherwise. So no, I'm very, it's worked well. It's worked very but well. Whilst you're physically present, I imagine, and I hear this a lot from people I speak to, mentally you must have yeah, 4,000. Yeah, yeah, another place. And the weekend is not the weekend. It just yeah. happens to be the di- bit between. Yeah, the, the day is definitely, you, you no longer have the delineation between weekday and weekend. But I mean, to be honest, that's very often the case for many people now. And as long as you're reasonably disciplined, you can balance it. What are the sorts of things that, that worry you on those weekends when it, you forget it's the weekend? What is it? Can it be anything? Can it be something to do with uh, something going on in the, the manufacturing plant? Can it be something to do with your marketing? What is it? Are there or, specific or how hot many, buttons? How many times you have expected by your three and a half year old to watch the same program is perhaps uh, oh. quite high up on the uh, You're still list. On, Peppa Pig, or we moved on from Peppa we're on to cars at the moment. Ah, cars. Yes, <laughs> that phase will go through. It's okay. There's lots more to come as well. Um, what else do you think government can be doing to help people like you? Have they helped? I mean, do you feel that in the background, the context? changed in this country for, for think, the better? Yeah, I think that's a, I think we've been quite lucky in the sense that if you are truly creating new 
engineering solutions or if you're trying to address new technological challenges, then there's a whole part of the government geared up to supporting you in the way of R&D tax credits. And we've been very fortunate to uh, be successful in securing some of those tax credits. And I think that's a very good way of the government trying to encourage people to innovate in the UK, to look at science, look at engineering in the UK, and not be afraid to make some capex investments in the knowledge that actually, as long as you can really link what you're trying to, what you're investing in and how it solves things, and they'll they'll back you up in that regard. Now, the UK is obviously step one. Have you got global ambitions We as certainly well? do. I we thought you might. Do. You look like that kind of guy. Yeah. Where's next, do you reckon, if you could make, wave a magic wand? Well, if you look at our particular product today and you look at the top six countries in the world, they account for about 70% of the worldwide spend on kitchen towels. So let's so guess, Germany must be one. Germany's in there. America's, America's in, in there. Is in Mexico Amer- in there? Mexico's not, no. Oh. America's actually number one. Okay. And then you've got Canada, you've got the UK, Germany, France, Italy. So those are, without going into too precise details, That's but those are focus. clearly the markets that we're focused on. And as you think about launching in those markets, I imagine the marketing piece is a critical one. How do you ensure that you launch in an appropriate way in those different markets, especially when you're small and you don't have the resources of some of the really big companies that, yeah. that have local? We need to be very thoughtful and very smart in our choices, okay? Because you're right, you wouldn't necessarily want to launch in each and every one of those territories all on your own. You might look for local partners, strategic partners, and, you know, we'll see. The next, next 12 to 18 months are certainly going to be very interesting, let's put it that way. And other products from your company? I mean, people set up these, you know, the Better All Round name is there now. It's, yep. it's obviously a kind of business-to-business name, but Absolutely. where else are you going to be looking, are they, to so, make your so mark? We're, we're focused, very, we're, we've defined some very clear principles that we want to adhere to in terms of products that we launch. Okay, I talked earlier about uh, innovation being high up that list okay consumer products is the next one okay we do actually have some ideas that we're playing around with at the moment in the medical space okay but we're trying to be very very considered very focused on making all of it a big success for our shareholders for tesco for the consumers out there and then we'll follow that up with the, the next two or three products so because the, the, there's this question isn't the perennial question is the focus really good and will that be the big buck or actually is the is the dispersion and the slightly different you know tangential yeah. places and it's all about timing it's all about timing and actually as long as you have the right people focused on making all of the success that we are intent on achieving in the next little while then we can in 2015 start looking at product number two and product number three the good thing is that actually we have no lack of ideas and no lack of products that we want to bring to market so now we just need to be disciplined in how we how we achieve that I think you've got it all sorted well really good luck and just before I let you go, um, uh, what is your song choice today and why have you chosen it? My song choice today is My Baby Just Cares For Me by Nina Simone. And the reason is because I just think it's a fantastic track. I, I heard that, I don't know, 30, 35 years ago or whatever, a long time ago, and it's been with me for ages. Brilliant. You've been a fantastic guest. Thank you very much for joining me today. Thank this you. is your song choice and it is Nina Simone. That was Nina Simone with My Baby Just Cares For Me. The song choice of my business shaper today, Ode Abosh. A very happy man.
Very, very happy. How nice is that to hear? Uh, calm too, unbelievably structured in his thinking, and also someone full of ideas. And um, I'm sure we'll be hearing lots from him in the future. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday, 9am, for another edition of Jazz Shapers, where I'll be talking to another spectacular shaper in the world of business. In the meantime, stay with us here on Jazz FM, because coming up next, it's the one and the only Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.